Hello and welcome to Farming with Jesus, the podcast where we explore how the seeds of faith are sown and grow in our lives. This week we have the opportunity to hear from Erin McComas, and we are excited to share with you our conversation with her about an incredible story of how she came to faith in Christ, as well as how she sees her faith interact with what she does every day as a mother and as a teacher and as someone who is interacting with and loving children. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome to Farming with Jesus. This is a podcast. We talk about sowing the seeds of faith in daily life. I'm one of the hosts. Paul Thomason, and the other host is, to my left, Mr. Jonah Wilson. Our guest today is Aaron McComas. I'm saying that correctly. Yes. I was worried about messing up your last name. How do you spell your first name? E-R-I-N. Okay. Because my youngest son is A-A-R-O-N. But they sound basically the same, right? They do. Okay. Okay. All right, Aaron McComas, who uh, is part of our church here, and we're going to learn more about her as our time goes on. Why don't we begin just with some basics? Um, tell us where you're from. Where did you? You're not Gibson City originally. Where did you grow up? Where would home be? I grew up in Chillicothe, Illinois, um, which is north of Peoria. How big is Chillicothe? About six thousand. Okay. Not a ton. Not a ton different from a Gibson City. No. So. All right. No. You, you ever been to Chillicothe? I don't know. I don't I, think so. I don't think I've been to Chillicothe. What's is Chillicothe known for something? Or the gray ghosts, which is a unique mascot. So. The gray ghost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, you grew up in Chillicothe, in town itself, or on a farm outside of town? In town? In town. In yes. town. And uh, you knew when you were in high school you were going to end up teaching one day? Was that kind of a course of life you had determined, that's what I want to do? I think I was in third grade when I decided I wanted to be a teacher. Wow. Yeah, I loved my teacher a lot. Um, she was amazing. And... She made everything exciting and fun to come to school. And then I actually had her again in sixth grade. And so, yeah, my love for education just grew more and more. Uh, Left Chillicothe and went to school where then? I went to Eureka College. Eureka. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone else we interviewed on the podcast went to Eureka. Yeah. Somebody you know. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 It's a popular place around here, I think. It is. Probably several people. I think, uh, I think Mike, um, oh my gosh. Sorry, Mike. Coach. Allen. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mike Allen went to uh, Eureka College. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah, several people. And you got a degree in elementary education? Yes. And... Went to work where? Where was your first job? So when I graduated, it was when 
teaching jobs were hard to find, actually, which is hard to believe right now. Mm. Um, so I actually spent my first year subbing in mm. local communities. Um, I covered a maternity leave for a teacher in the Mid- Midland School District is what it was in Lakin. Um, and I really loved what I was doing because mm. I got to do a bunch of different grades at that point, which was nice. Um, yeah, so I did that for my first year. And then I applied for jobs constantly because, like I said, it was very hard to find anything. And um, I had two friends in college that lived in the Fairbury area. Mm. And so I applied at Prairie Central, and that's where I actually got my first teaching job in sixth grade, which was something I never thought I would do because sixth graders probably scared me. I student taught in fourth grade, so I didn't think I'd go any higher than that. And at the time, I was just like, a job's a job. Like, I'll take it. And um, to this date, it was probably one of my hardest years of teaching. Mm. Um, But it was a great experience. You think because it was your first full-time teaching? uh, I think it being, yeah, my first year, like, full-time teaching, sixth grade was all new to me. Um, and, but I was very fortunate to have a great team that I was mm. surrounded with mm. over there. So they were amazing. So you prefer younger kids? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I went into student teaching, I had told them I wanted younger kids, like kindergarten, first or second grade, and all they could find was fourth grade and so I was like okay and I actually loved fourth grade I taught fourth grade for quite a while at uh, Prairie Central and now that I'm in the job I'm in I've found that I love the little kids I, I still gravitate towards those kindergarten and first graders a lot how long did you teach sixth grade for one year and then you went to the fourth grade um, Is that correct? Yes, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And how long were you in that system? I was at Prairie Central for six years, I think. Okay. Yeah. And then you came to Gibson from Prairie yeah. Central? Yeah. After I had my first daughter, I realized I needed to be closer to home, and we lived in Gibson City. So I started applying for jobs here, and something kind of fell into place, and it's been a huge blessing for us mm. to be here. And what does your day-to-day look like today? Um, so do you mean like... My <laughs> your current position. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good okay. job. Um, so now I am our currently our K-5 math interventionist, which is I get to see different kids all day long. And it's usually about every 30 minutes I have a different group rotating through. And we're working on different skills, depends on what level they're at. And these are kids who are struggling, but they aren't to the point where they need special education yet. So um, I guess my job is essentially to prevent them from needing any additional help Mm. to get them out of that rut that they may be in and... Yeah. Do you miss the classroom? Having your own classroom? Some days I do. But 
it's really nice to get a variety of kids okay. all day long. It's change of pace every 30 minutes. Just every go, go, go. 30 minutes? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I think I have 45 kids right now that I see wow. throughout the day. Yeah. That's a lot. It is. <laughs> it is. My wife um, is uh, tutoring in the high school mm -hmm. math. Mm -hmm. And she goes to the classes sometimes and sits where the teachers are teaching the math so she can... Okay. But she loves it. She loves the fact that she gets to see all these different kids come through. Mm -hmm. I would agree with her. And, uh, Me too. She gets to love on them and mm -hmm. see them, some of them especially, get it. They, they do well. So. Yes. I, that's definitely the... High point is when you see the success and the progress happening yeah. for these kids. So you have, um, tell us about your family a little bit. And we, you just said you have a daughter, but there's more. There's more. <laughs> yes. So tell us, tell us about your family. Um, so I have two girls. Ainsley is five. She's in preschool right now. She'll go to kindergarten in the fall. And then Brinley is one. And she's my spitfire. Mm. Um, and then my husband is Kiefer. And we have a dog named Jovi. And she's the calmest person in our house. Calmest, that person, whatever she is. Calmest <laughs> creature. Yeah. Creature. There you go. That's a good way to put I it. I feel like that's a unique thing that for uh -huh. your dog to be the calmest. Hmm. Oh, she certainly is. Jovi. Makes mm -hmm. me think of... John. John Bon Jovi. Oh, yes. A lot of people think that's why she's named that. But one. it's obviously not. No. Um, when Kiefer proposed to me... He, we were obsessed with the movie Elf for some reason. It was oh. popular at that time. I know it's it's not the greatest movie in the world. Is um, that one of the characters? Yes, it's the girl Elf. Her okay. name is Jovi. A lot of people thought we would name Ainsley Jovi, so we were wow. like, we'll just name our dog Jovi instead. Yeah, that would be a pretty serious <laughs> loving of yeah. Elf. It yes. would. It would. My wife loves Elf. Oh. Every year we've got to watch Elf. Yes. She loves it. She can quote it almost uh, verbatim. Mm -hmm. Yep, me too. Yeah. So you, you're similar. You yes. do you still watch it? Um, we try and watch it like every year, around when he had proposed with mm. it. So did he use the movie in his proposal? Yes. Yeah. It was just like we were hanging out, nothing crazy, and I he was like, "Let's watch Elf," and so I opened the thing, and my ring was in there, and I was like. Okay. Oh. So, yeah, it, it was out of the blue. Yeah. And obviously you said yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, let's talk a little bit about um, your faith. Uh, we've, we've so appreciated getting to know you here at the church. And uh, um. I don't really know. I'm, I'm not real familiar with your faith story. I, I'm so I was excited to sit here and, and hear about that. Can you can you give us a little bit of that? A little snippet of that? I'll do my best. Sure. Um, so my parents both grew up in my mom grew up in a Catholic family and my dad kind of a Baptist 
background. Um, so by the time they had myself and my two brothers, I think that they just weren't really into going to church like Catholics and maybe Baptists do sometimes. And so we didn't go to church. Um, I think I was in fourth grade, third or fourth grade, and one of my friends said, come with me to Awanas. And I said, okay. And so we started attending. I started attending Awanas at the Bible church in my town. And before you go, just so people who may be listening, Awanas is a children's program often offered on Wednesday nights Mm -hmm. by churches, involves all kinds of exciting games and Bible stories, Bible memorization. It's a fun, fun evening for children. Yes, it was fun. Just so people can know what that is. Sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I started going to that. Um, I went, I think every Wednesday they'd pick me up, we'd go and... Never really went to church still, but we were doing that. Um, and then they did a camp. It was called Sugar Creek Camp. Hmm. I believe it was in Indiana. I don't remember being that it age. It is. It is. I've been, I know about that camp. Okay. Yep. Um, so I went to that, and I feel like that's where I really understood what who Jesus was and everything that came along with a relationship. And I... Um, asked Christ into my heart while we were there. And I believe I was in fourth grade at that point. Um, and then I just kind of kept going through the motions. Things kind of lulled. It was nothing exciting. And then in seventh grade, I had a friend invite me to um, youth group. And it was at a very large church that was in the area and they were just starting to get established and I was like okay let's go and it was for me a huge turning point I absolutely loved going I believe it was Thursday nights we would go every Thursday we would go have a blast learn about God and my life really started to turn at that point I got involved in that church I would volunteer in the children's ministry and their children's ministry was massive um and i would get involved in that and through getting involved in that we essentially uh, met a family that i started babysitting for and the she was the head of children's ministry actually and um she took me under her wing she took my parents under her wing she started to invite them to a small group and they were both kind of like eh, maybe not I kept pushing my parents like we've got to go to church on Sundays we've got to do this and they were like no um, I finally convinced my dad one weekend to take me to church and thank heavens that the church played taking care of business I will never forget that day they played the song Taking Care of Business, and my dad looked at me, and he was like, yeah, I like this place. We can stay here. <laughs> and um, I, we didn't stop going back, and my mom and dad both got into the small group that was in our town of people from church, and um, 
I, I feel like I watched my parents' lives change too in the process of everything. Mm. Um, and then when I was a sophomore in high school, the family I babysat for, she, the mom baptized me at our church and on stage they had like big horse troughs that they would baptize you in. So there was a, a bunch of us from our small group that got baptized together. And um, funny that I think two weeks ago you were talking about the song, like trading your sorrows and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was like, when you said that, I was like, oh, gave me goosebumps. That song was a song that brought me to tears that day because they mm-hmm. were playing it. And it's so real that, yeah. That is exactly what's happening in this process. And um, from there, I just kind of helped to um, our high school had a Youth for Christ program Mm. that we started. So I became one of the leaders for that. And um, that was my Monday nights. And it just kind of took off from there, I would say. And yeah, I think that's pretty much my story wow that's an amazing story (laughs) a lot well no 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 was it church in telecothy or was it in uh it was in dunlap which was about 15 minutes from our house okay not too far so do you remember why they were playing taking care of business yeah that's that's an unusual choice i don't yeah no they always did um a song there was always a skit to like act out something and then obviously some worship and then the message. And I, yeah, no, I don't remember. I just remember like dad turning and verifying like, yep, yeah, we're good here. So, and he enjoyed, he's shy kind of like I am. And he enjoyed that he could sit in the back and nobody needed to talk to him. He could just kind of be his own person. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's since... He works, they have a parking team, so he does, like, parking and stuff. Oh, so their parents still go there. Yes. That's so cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the Lord used you in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He did. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Mm -hmm. It, It was, yeah. Yeah, sometimes I look back on it, and I'm like, I guess... Maybe yeah, that is no, how it I, worked. You can you can get rid of the maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. Sure. Um, it's interesting that as a young woman, you you've even then that you you felt the uh, desire, the longing to be involved beyond just attending. Mm-hmm. What do you think drove that? Um. I feel like I'm the kind of person that always needs to be doing something. I like to be busy. And I have always loved working with kids. Mm. So I think, I mean, that's just, it was just natural for me. I needed to get involved. I needed to do things. And to be honest with you, I enjoyed doing the children's ministry because I was able to learn the Bible stories that I never learned as a kid. Uh Because I never learned that stuff. So it was, it was nice to be in there and be like, okay, yeah, I can learn about who Abraham is and sing a song about Abraham. And yeah, yeah. I mean, people say that one of the best ways to learn something is to teach it. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. So, yes, it's yeah. neat. Mm-hmm. So you're continuing down this path of faith. Um, do you do you in any sense 
feel this calling. You want to be a teacher since you were in the fourth grade, you said. Uh, and do you feel like that was kind of a calling on your life? That would um, Some people would want to say that it was God's will for their life. Do you, do you feel like being a teacher is what God made you, at least, you know, not all he made you to be, but one of the things he made you to be? I think God made me to find a way to love kids and encourage them and be a positive influence in their life. And I think I'm doing that now through education and teaching. Yeah. Is there another way you would like to do that? At one point I wanted to get into like child life and work with kids in hospitals because my brother... Um, when he was young, he had cancer. He had it from like 18 months until he was five years old. And so I used to want to get in and be someone who helped the kids who were dealing with cancer and, um, work for St. Jude actually. Um, but I had so many thoughts and conversations with my mom actually about it. And she's like, that's a lot emotionally on you because unfortunately you're going to lose some of those kids. And is that something you can truly take on? And I don't think I can, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine losing my kids. Mm -hmm. Where are you at in your siblings? Are you the oldest? I'm the baby. You're the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't think about me until after my brother's cancer was all gone. Mm. So, is he cancer-free today? He is for like 35 years, maybe, maybe more wow. than that. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. How do you think your faith informs what you do as a, as a teacher? Today, I think especially today, there's so much negativity in our world and so much that the kids are influenced by that I think I'm there every day to try and bring them some encouragement, something happy, something positive. Uh, one of my biggest things that I like to do is when they come in after the weekend, I always say, tell me something good, like just anything. It can be that you ate a happy meal over the weekend, like just tell me something good. And it's amazing how hard that is for kids Mm. to think of something good. Mm. Um, so I think I'm, I'm there to just try and be somebody positive for those kids every day. It's interesting because I would imagine that if you said the opposite, which I guess you probably don't do, but if you said, what's something bad that happened, it would probably be pretty easy for them to come up with something. Yes, it would. They sometimes tell me the something negative instead. And I'm like, no, we're, we're talking happy things here. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to say that we ignore those negative Mm -hmm. things, Mm -hmm. but I think that even as adults, that is, it's so easy to overlook the good things mm-hmm. and then just focus it on the bad. For sure. Yeah. How about being a mom? 
Your, your faith have a lot to do with what it means for you to be a mom? Yes. Um, you, is mom, is that hard, being a mom? It is hard being a mom. It's very hard to be a mom and balance life. Um, I am very lucky to have a husband who now works from home and he does all the laundry. That's embarrassing to say, but he pretty much does all that. Um, but I mean, being a mom is hard because they're, they're yours. Sometimes I sit back and I'm like, those are my kids. Like, they're mine, not someone else's. Um, and it's just the everyday. Am I doing this right? Am I raising them in the right way? What did I forget to do today? Oh, we forgot to, you know, pack this in our book bag for school. And there's so much that comes with it. It is the most rewarding thing in the world. Mm. Um, but it is certainly a challenge with a full-time job and having two little ones running around and the youngest one is uh more energy than anybody i imagine so the youngest is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. she's she gets into everything and our first child with ainsley we didn't have like the locks on our cabinets or anything like that because she just didn't mess with it and yep this one is not the same no no Mm. no two child no two children are the same (laughs) but oh my goodness they're they're fun (laughs) they definitely keep us entertained we we tell them all the time like it's a good thing you guys are cute and good thing you're funny because you wear us out. <laughs> yep. Do you, do you find yourself asking the Lord for help? All the time. Yeah. Yes. I, throughout my day, no matter school or home, it's give me the patience for the screaming child right now or, you know, help me to find a way to help this student that is struggling with Mm. this and we're not getting anywhere. Um, yeah, I mean, it's always, it's always constantly happening. I feel like, um, in motherhood and work, work as a teacher. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that there's, different ways that those prayers are answered? Mm. Yes, because sometimes I feel like, you know, this is silly maybe, but I remember somebody telling me one time, never pray for patience because that means like that you don't have the patience you need. And I was like, no, I need patience because I've got all this going on. Um, But... I feel like sometimes, you know, you pray for something and it doesn't happen right away. And that's in any situation. Um, But if you are persistent in what's happening, things can eventually change. And it's not always instant, obviously, but um, through time, prayer is what we need. And I, I think 
it's also something that calms me. Like I can, I can pray right now and feel much better about everything in the long run, even if it doesn't resolve what's going on mm-hmm. right away. I would imagine there's probably times that even if you don't have the exact answer that you had maybe prayed for mm-hmm. or hoped for, that doesn't mean that God isn't working and communicating or uh, doing something in the situation. Sure. Yeah. Yep. There's something at work mm-hmm. at all times. Talk, talk to us a little bit about how COVID, you, you've been doing this long enough. How, how, how did that impact you spiritually and as a teacher, as a mother? Was it really discouraging for you? Was it disorienting? Was it difficult? Was it all of the above? I mean, all of the above. Um, it's, it's been a wild ride. Um, we hadn't experienced COVID ourselves as a family until I think it was right before Christmas that um, it hit our family and it trickled through all of us slowly. <laughs> it didn't happen all at once. Um, and it was one of the situations where I've, I don't know that I've ever been so worried about everyone else because Ainsley was who got it at that point. Mm. And I was like, how many kids at the babysitter are going to have it? Are we going to get it? I don't have enough sick days to take because I'm going to have to stay home. And so it was, it's a huge juggling act and fear that people are going to be upset that you're doing things the way you are. And I know I, I could go to work since I was vaccinated. I was still able to go to work. And that first day that I was able to go to work, knowing I had a COVID child at home and my test was negative, I was sat in my office and I was like, I can't leave here because mm. I feel guilty stepping out in the hallway. What if I have it somehow on me and someone else is going to get it? And fear was taking over me. And I just, one of my friends actually walked by my room that day when I was just sitting in there and just gave me a hug. And I was like crying because that's what I needed. I needed mm-hmm. somebody to let me know, like, it's okay. Like you're going to get through this. And, um, and after that we were, blessed to have a normal Christmas and then it hit the rest of us after Mm. Christmas. Um, But our school district has been wonderful through all of this. So that has helped us a ton. Um, They are understanding that, yeah, you need to be home with your kids if they're sick for these reasons and have to be quarantined. Um, And it has been interesting, the whole mask thing, because just this week, the kids haven't had to wear them anymore. And um, 
it's wonderful to see their faces and mm. um, kids are so kind to each other. I, I, I told you I see several kids a day and I have some who are still wearing a mask and some who are not. And I have not had a single comment like, why do you still have yours on? Or why aren't you wearing one? Mm. They, they just accept each other as they are. And I've, I've had no questions about it. And I don't think that anyone in our building would really say there's been any issues about that either. And I think we're lucky to be in the elementary school in that sense, because I'm sure it's worse elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure not all schools are experiencing that in such a positive light in yeah. many ways. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Yeah. So you're seeing children that have never been to school without a mask. Yeah. <laughs> For the first time, they're maskless. Yes. Wow. Must be a shock to them in some ways. It definitely is. And it's nice to see some of their little toothless faces. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And your oldest daughter is five? Mm-hmm. So is she in preschool then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We'll begin kindergarten in the fall. Yes. In your building. Yes. Wow, that's going to be exciting. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm How does a that make nervous. you feel? You're nervous about that? Uh-huh. Yeah. She's kind of a, a mama's girl, and I just hope she doesn't depend on me too much. But mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm excited for her to go to school because she loves learning, and she'll she'll love it. Yeah, that'll be fun for you to see her. I think my mm. daughter, my my daughter, my middle child, my daughter is in the same situation. She teaches, uh, and her oldest, and they sound almost exactly her oldest. She and her husband thought they were amazing parents because look how great this kid is, and then they had their second kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> is <laughs> is in, in opposite in every sense of the word but she she and the oldest now are, are see each other in the day and they get to ride together and talk mm-hmm. you know and it's it's a good it's a cool thing it's a good it's a good thing yeah. i think you're going to love it i think you'll really be blessed by yes. being able to see her and her see you mm-hmm. i look forward to running into her in the hallway oh, yeah. and getting those hugs because oh, yeah. i'll take them while i can get them because by the time she's in fifth grade in my building she's probably not going to want anything to do with me no <laughs> so. i don't know about that but, yeah i guess we'll find out yeah 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 <laughs> take it a day at a time uh-huh yep um, what what does Kiefer do? Um, he works for the U of I Credit Union. Okay. He does mortgages. I okay. Don't ask me okay. past that. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. And you say he's working at home. Yeah. 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 Everything he needs to do, he can do from home. So that's been a, a huge blessing for us because not only can he do the laundry, um, but he's been able to sacrifice, like, his time and keep the girls if you know something comes up where they need to be home so that's that's been huge you think he'll stay home will his job just keep him at home yeah i think he'll be home he he likes to go into the office every now and then just to kind of get caught up on his mail and all the files he has and stuff but no it's 
saved us on a lot of gas. That's oh, for I sure. Bet. <laughs> yeah. You and a lot of other people, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You like the summers? You enjoy having the... Do you, do you take the summer off? I do. Yeah. Is I love it? summer. Do you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's so nice to be able to wake up on our own time. Granted, that's like five o'clock in the morning right now. Um, and just kind of enjoy the day as it happens. Take it and do what we want for the day. Right. So, yeah. It's really nice to be home, especially while the, you know, the girls are young right now. Oh. Got big plans for a summer trip this year? We do, actually. Um, last year we had taken Ainsley to um, Cincinnati. They have a great wolf lodge there. And we had taken her there just by herself because we hadn't ever gotten to go anywhere. And we had planned to, but then the pandemic had hit the year before. So we took her there by herself, and it was the highlight of her life. You could probably ask her right now and she would tell you like, I loved going to the Great Wolf Lodge. It was so much fun. Uh, and she loved that it was just mom and dad and nobody, you know, no one else was there to disturb our time. Um, so we're going to do that again, like not the same place, but um, we're going to go to the Dells with uh, just her most likely. Um, even though she insists like 20 of her friends come, but they're, uh, they're not. <laughs> She's got it all planned out. She should, she might be a travel agent someday. Um, but yeah, so we're doing that. And then, um, we're actually going to go up to Michigan, like on the lake. We did this last summer with my mom. Um, we're going to go with Kiefer's entire family pretty much this summer and stay on like the lake up there and just enjoy it it's peaceful for me i love the beach if i can be at the beach so yeah that's, that's in the upper peninsula you're talking about or um, just on the east side of... we go to like warren dunes okay. like okay. that area okay. that's yeah. west side of michigan isn't it that'd be lake michigan then yeah. yes yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 cool yeah it's... that is pretty up there it is it was amazing because we went last summer, and I was like, there's this nice of a beach and water that close to us. It was only three hours up here. This is great. We're coming back. <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. It's nice. Your wife, uh, you're the mother uh, of two daughters, one of whom is quite energetic. You're, <laughs> you're teaching full time. How do, you, how do you keep your spiritual equilibrium? I think prayer is the biggest thing for me. Um, I used to have to drive, um, a little bit and I would spend my drives praying. Now I, we live within blocks of the school, so, um, I kind of lost that, but, um, I still find myself after I drop the girls off at the sitter, like I, I pray before I'm on my way to school and I, you know, I love praying with Ainsley every night. Mm. You know, I always enjoy that time with her and getting her to understand you know we have things we can be grateful for and thing people we need to be praying for um i think prayer is the biggest thing and other people fellowship because i i know i need other people i need to know that i'm not failing at everything i'm doing and that you know we're going to be okay even if something didn't go the way i didn't intended it to go um, I, I guess I would say 
prayer and fellowship are what get me through. Yeah, you're involved in a growth group. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Does that help? Yes, it's it's nice. We have like a text message with all of us, and you know, it's nice to have that group of people. And one of our our fellow growth group um, members is actually going to be watching Brinley because our sitter is out on maternity leave right now. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, she's going to kind of take her under her wing and it's nice to know that she's going into a, a good home and that I'm sure she's going to have a blast. Yeah. <laughs> well, we appreciate your time. Okay. Thanks for stopping yeah. by and chatting with us. Of course. Thank you for listening to Farming with Jesus. The podcast is hosted by Jonah Wilson and Paul Thomason and edited by Jonah Wilson. Any questions about the podcast can be sent to jonah at gibsoncitybible.org. Thanks so much again for listening.